Hello and welcome to the Evil Lawyer's Guide to Life. I am the Evil Lawyer and you are not. As always, this is intended for entertainment purposes only. It is not legal advice. If you need legal advice, hire a lawyer. I hear you can find them at 844-EVIL-LAW. That's 844-EVIL-LAW. If you take my advice, even as not legal advice, you're an idiot or desperate. You can find us on Facebook at Evil Lawyer's Guide. I really do post a lot there, so you might want to check it out. At Evil Lawyer's Guide Facebook, on the web at www.evillawyersguide.com, and on Twitter at Evil Law Guide. And two weeks ago, before we had to talk about the R words, I mean protests, uh, did a show about quarantine divorce and how my phone caught on fire because so many people are calling me wanting a divorce, and, and they still are. So, uh, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a bunch of kids in a baby carriage, then comes divorce, then comes dating. Anyway, so this is the Evil Lawyer's Guide to Dating. Having dated before, I think I'm just as qualified as anybody else to throw all my BS out there and talk about dating. Hang on. I may need a bucket. Uh, So anyway, like I said, two weeks ago we talked about the quarantine divorce and couldn't follow that show up with what I wanted to do, which was this show because, well, the world blew up again. So here we are now. It's a couple of weeks later. You can always go back and listen to the quarantine divorce if you'd like. Um, But right now... Dating. Where do you find people? Uh, Yeah, there's prison pen pal programs, which probably would work out better than Tinder. But uh, seriously, where do you find people? You can always go to a bar, sit down with a bunch of other drunks at the bar and order a burger. And you might end up having a good time and you might end up having some good conversation. You might even get lucky. I've heard that that happens. I'm not admitting anything. But uh, basically, being single sucks, and, you know, people look at you funny when you go to the movies, especially if you're wearing a raincoat and nothing else, I've heard. And, you know, the grocery store, and they they judge you by your groceries. I've seen people looking in my cart, and they're like, it's nothing but single-serving items, snacks, and booze, and then they'll look at you like, you poor single bastard. And having been single... Well, I've never been married, so yeah, then again, I've had like multi-year-long girlfriend situations. So but I've spent a good bit of time single, and um, I don't hate it as much as you would think I do from listening to this show. It's kind of like anything else. Once you get used to it, you know, it's kind of like solitary confinement in prison. And once you get used to it, you know, and enjoy talking to the voices in your head, it's not all that bad. It's not the transitions from relationship to single or from single to relationship. Those are the things that kill you. And once you're used to it, even if you're in a horrible relationship, once you're used to it, you know, it's it's not that bad. But the transitions suck. And um, getting out of a relationship is the big suck. But getting into one takes a lot of adjustment, too. And in order to get into one, you got to meet somebody. And there's always your friends. And, like, 
I will not set up friends with other friends unless they just happen to meet and, you know, like, well, hey, man, could I, like, you know, give me her number? Hung out with her at your party and, uh, you know, we had a we had a moment in the closet in the fourth bedroom. And I'm like, oh, geez, that was you? Yeah, yeah, here's her number, whatever. Um, setting up your friends is kind of like vouching for someone with the mob. Yeah, sure, it can go well, but if Vinny turns out to be a rat, you're going to find yourself in a shallow ditch with him, listening to the fading sound of the aluminum bat being brought down again and again and again until the blissful darkness engulfs. No good deed goes unpunished, and no good deed goes unpunished more than setting up your friend with another one of your friends. I don't care whether you're male or female on this one. I mean, obviously this show, look, I'm a guy. Okay, so I love your emails. I really do. Uh, the ones you sent to www.evillawyersguide.com. And I love your comments on my Facebook page, at Evil Lawyers Guide, and on Twitter, at Evil Law Guide. And even your occasional drunken phone calls in the middle of the night at 844-EVIL-LAW. I love all this stuff, but don't, don't contact me and tell me, Hey, you jackass, why were you just talking about it from a guy's standpoint? Well, that's because I'm a guy. Okay, I'm going to try and add some woman standpoint stuff in here because I have friends who are women and when they bitch and moan about their dates and about guys and stuff, sometimes I have to, I mean, I get to hear it. So that's going to be in here too, but it's going to be mostly from a guy's standpoint because I'm a guy. If you're a chick and you want to come on the show and talk about how much dating sucks for you, then you're welcome to, you know, uh, Hit me up on one of the uh, one of the sites I keep mentioning, pimping, or call me at eight four four Evil Law, and we'll discuss putting you on the show. And if you don't suck, I just might put you on. And if you do suck, I might put you on twice. So anyway, you're not gonna meet anybody at work, and if you got f- friends like me, you're not gonna get introduced to anybody. It's gonna be like, hey Bob, Sally's single too. I think you guys would really dig each other. You're groovy. That ain't going to happen. So uh, that leaves internet dating, which used to be the last resort of the pathetic, irredeemable loser. Maybe it still is, but there's a lot more of them. And they're a lot more vocal, and there's a lot more websites. So, you know, the main ones, Tinder. Uh, Tinder skews a little young for me. Uh, being uh, old enough to have voted for uh, the first Clinton. Uh, but there are there are people on Tinder that are my age. I, I've been on Tinder dates, and I may talk, I may, I may share some dating horror stories at the end of this if I have time. There's Bumble, where she picks. So basically, if you're on Bumble, you, you first of all, any of these, you need some professional photos, especially if you're a guy, because unless you're going to be on Grinder, guys don't seem to take a whole bunch of pictures of ourselves, at least none of the ones that I know do. Uh, so, you know, that one selfie and then a color photocopy of your driver's license photo, ain't going to do it, brother. So uh, get on Fiverr and find someone who wants to be a photographer when they grow up and get a few professional pictures made. Um, hopefully at least one of them you need to be standing in front of a Ferrari or something that costs more than a Ferrari. My personal preference is my Lambo, but you know, you got to look if you, I know it's douchey, but 
if you don't get their attention with something shiny, uh, you're going to get ignored. With that caveat, if you lie too much, uh, you're not going to get anywhere you know, past the first date, which maybe that's all you want, you know, and as long as you avoid some of the women I'm about to talk about, the first date may be good enough. Catfish. She's not what she says she is. Those aren't her pictures. She probably is confined to a basement somewhere because they can't figure out how to get her out. No one has the money for a crane. She's really a dude. She's really a scam artist in Nigeria. Catfish. Not even close. This isn't one of those deals where all the pictures look one way and the person looks another way but it's kind of okay yeah that's probably the same person now this is they're not even the same person it's a scam basically and uh, and there's other scams on there too like hookers there's a lot of hookers on plenty of fish or pop um there's a lot of hookers on all of these actually tinder i think are the ones where i met the most hookers because i as someone who's represented a lot of escorts and stuff over the years, um, I, I usually end up actually talking with the hookers on these sites. Hey, you never know. They might need a lawyer someday. Uh, there's a lot of hookers, and it's pretty easy to figure out whether or not you're talking to a hooker. Uh, she asks you for money and being really sexy. She's a hooker. Um, some other different women you'll meet on these sites, the 40 year old virgin or the 50 year old version, virgin, <laughs> 50 year old version of the 40 year old virgin, uh, 30 year old virgins. Like I'm not talking about actual virgins. I'm talking about women who have gone through all of the eggplant they can handle, been through a marriage or five and decided that they expect six or eight months of whining and dining before they will do anything. Ladies, go straight to hell and stay there. I'm not saying that if you're over a certain age, you got to be easy to get a man. But what I am saying is, don't pull that I don't kiss on the first date. Like, you're 40. You're 35. You don't kiss on the first date. What did you do in college? You know, you know, 37, it's a quote I'm not going to finish from clerks. We don't buy it. We don't believe it. And if you find a guy who's going to put up with it, he's a cuck and you're just going to run all over him anyway. Maybe that's what you're looking for, but you're probably not going to be happy. 40-year-old virgins, 50-year-old virgins, 30-year-old virgins, 25-year-old virgins. It's all a bunch of bullshit and we know it. And so... It's, yeah, if you get a hold of one of them, you know, cut that first date short. I've actually been on a first date before at 6.30 and looked at my watch and said, I got to get up really early in the morning and left. It was that bad. I've walked out of the back door of a bar. I actually had a buddy of mine who owned the bar when the girl walked in, sneak around and lock the back door, and then he made fun of me for years because I was unable to get away from this beast. So we're going to get to how to properly meet someone in a minute. But it used to be you meet them in a bar, you each have your own vehicle, well-lit public place or dimly lit public place or whatever, and you can always make something up and get the hell out of there. Or you can have a friend call you if you're just too 
much of a punk to be rude. Uh, I look at it like this. If somebody tells me a whole bunch of lies about themselves or their appearance or anything else, and I meet them based on those lies, and maybe it's just because I'm a lawyer, I look kind of like, you already broke the contract, ladies, so I'm leaving. After the 40, I kind of dig, I digress. After the 40-year-old virgin, we've got the mixed litter. She got kids from everybody. You know, those, those are a no from the get-go, and usually they'll lie about it. Oh, yeah, I got two kids. I've been married twice. Three times, maybe. And then you meet them. And, you know, an hour and a half into the conversation, you find out that she's got five kids and she's been married three times and the other two kids are from, hey, she didn't even know who the hell they're from. So uh, and she's looking for somebody to support all that. Back door. Leave by the back door uh, and go directly into witness protection. Uh, the gold digger trifecta. I always loved this when I used to meet a lot of these. It's probably because I had signs and symptoms of having money on my profiles, like cars and being dressed nice and, um, my occupation. Um, gold digger trifecta is a term I invented years ago for the no job, no education, loves travel girl. (coughs) Excuse me. Must be the Rona. Um, no job, no education, loves travel. Unless she's a freelance pharmaceuticals dealer or does something or, or inherited a bunch of money, has some way to support herself, you're going to be on the hook for everything. And she's going to expect a lot because there's guys out there who have given it to her. And look, some of these girls have aged out of the gold digger system, but they're still behaving like they haven't. It's like, sugar, that might have worked when you were 23, and I could bounce a quarter off your ass from across the street, but now you look like B. Arthur from the Golden Girls, so it, it ain't happening. You know, as a matter of fact, I don't even feel like splitting the check. I think you ought to pay for both of us because you just made me sick and ruined my day, and that's my damages, and I want my money. Um, If you can only see their face in pictures, just their face. There's four or five pictures of just a big old face right there in the lens. You know what the rest of it looks like? Well, probably you can guess, but... Yeah, the re- okay, she can't fit the rest of herself in the camera. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, big gals. Yeah, I've got some big gals that I've, I really love, friends and family, big gals. But uh, listen, you know what? If you're a big gal and uh, you know it, you know, accept it. There's guys out there that like big gals, chubby chasers. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, I've gone to... I've known three guys personally that I went to school with over the years who were into the big gals, and I mean big gals. Ooh, big gals. Better have a dually if you're going to take her out. And uh, so, you know, imagine the, the you, you keep meeting all these men, and, and they're disappointed because they don't know you're a big gal until they meet you, and they're not into that. And there's some poor guy out there who's hunting for a big gal, 
put put realistic pictures up there. You know, if you got to get a wide angle lens, get a wide angle lens. If you if you need to use Google Earth to get your picture taken, then use Google Earth. But there's ways to get your picture up there that somebody's going to look at that and be like, man, she's got to be 400 pounds. I love it. So, you know, a little honesty. And then you've got, <clears throat> like I said, nothing wrong with the big gals. Ain't my cup of tea. But I've had some friends who were really into it. And I mean really into it. Like a buddy of ours in college, we were kind of uh, hanging around his apartment one time and he left the room, so we were digging through his magazines. And uh, it was like Car Magazine, GQ, Naked Fatties. I'm like, huh? There's fat girl porn? Oh, yeah, there is. You should see his wife. Woo! Man. But he is happy, and they've been together forever. Uh, the social justice warriors slash vegans slash weirdos slash raw food, whatever the, uh, I can't say that word, uh, hadn't shaved anything since Barack Obama left office in protest of the patriarchy. Like she's going to hate you anyway. If you get her in bed, she may be a freak, you know what I'm saying? But you're probably going to get charged with rape three months later. Run like you stole something. Uh, and related to that, there's Little Miss Hatred. Little Miss Hatred has been burned by the last four or five guys she's been with. Her job isn't working out. Her kids suck. And she's going to dump all that negativity on you. You're just a, you're, you're, you're a big giant trash can with a penis that she can just unload all that hatred on and make herself feel a little bit better while she tries to stave off that inevitable mid-50s gnawing on the end of a gun that is the end of her life. If you get a little mishatred, you can usually pick them out in the first couple of phone calls. If you're on Tinder and there's like three texts back and forth with just emojis and then you meet somebody, you may not pick up on it. Talk to the manager, Harris. <laughs> Good if she's got to talk to the manager here, don't, uh, yeah, don't even, uh, don't even contact her. And then there's the too good to be true. And I had this happen to me a couple of times in the last, uh, last couple of years. The too good to be true. You talk to her a few times, you know, she's sexy, she's funny on the phone. You look at her pictures, the clothing is up to date. So you know they weren't taken 20 years ago, you know? Hey, I don't care what you... If the pictures, she looks terrific, but she's wearing stonewashed jeans. Man, that picture's 30 years old. She's a grandma now, bro. The too good to be true, though, you you, you meet her, and there's all kinds of chemistry. She's got a hot body. She's got a good rap. She's a decent job. And then you find out she's a drug addict or she just got out of the uh, of the psychiatric hospital. That's happened to me. Um, yeah, the too good to be true, man. You, you know, these terrific chicks who are single, unless you happen to be lucky and hit that lottery where you're the guy that meets her during that 10 minutes she's in between dudes, there's going to be something wrong. It's usually meth. I'm just saying, check out her teeth. Like you're buying a horse. All right. I said I wouldn't leave the guys out, so I'm not going to leave the guys out. The guys on there suck, too. Here's some of the dudes you ladies can hope to meet on internet dating. 
The I'm 5'9", no, 6'1". Wait a minute, I'm 6'2", and he's 5'4". Uh, guys all lie about some things. They lie about their money, and they lie about their height, and they lie about their weight, but not as much as women do. You can lie like quarter, three quarters of an inch. That's my guideline, you know. In bare feet, I'm 6'1 and a half. I say I'm 6'2", but I know deep down in my heart, I'm lying when I say I'm 6'2". I also know nobody's going to call me out on it because I'm not 5'5". Five five. You guys who are like, you, you say you're I'm six, six, six feet. I'm six feet. I'm like, buddy, you're not six feet tall. I'm staring down at you. And if you were six feet tall wearing those cowboy boots you've got on, we would be looking eye to eye. So you're going to run into, just take a couple inches off for whatever a guy says he is. And I'm not just talking about his height, rim shot. Okay, and then, then we get to the other thing guys love to lie about, the 50K a year millionaire. Uh, I should update that for inflation, but you know the dude I'm talking about. All he ever blow, he's always blowing off about his money. He's got some really nice clothes, probably has a really nice car, but the clothes were all put on credit cards and the car is a lease. And if he has a nice house, it's rented or he's got roommates or he's got a friend who lives there that happens to be his cousin or his brother-in-law who really owns the house. Former brother. I, I don't know. Br- former brother. Former brother-in-law. You know, you got the the 50K, you're a millionaire. And since a lot of you ladies are looking for a guy with money, which is really funny because the gold diggers a lot of times accidentally grab a 50K, you're a millionaire, which I find just is poetic justice. Um, The bad rug. You know, a lot of guys don't want you to know they're bald. They got a bad rug. They don't have hair down in the middle of their back like me. They've got, you know, the... um, They've got the squirrel on the head there. Some chicks dig bald guys, bald guys, and we'll say the same thing to you. I said to the fat gals, if you're bald, be bald. Some chicks dig bald guys. I'm telling you, just like the fat gals. There's guys out there who dig fat gals. There's gals out there who dig bald guys. Peel that thing off and throw it in the trash. Be yourself. You actually meet somebody you like, and they like you back. They like the real you. Not something that, uh, like, everybody knows that thing's a rug anyway. The gym rat. And the gym rat, this goes across both categories. I mean, if I talk to somebody on the phone and they are, like, between 25 and 45 and work out twice a day, seven days a week, eh. I go to the gym. Yeah, I go to the gym five times a week. I work out six days a week. So if you do the math, obviously I work out at home one of those days. I've been working out at home a lot of days because of the uh, thing. Uh, unfortunately, I have a gym in my house. But, you know, uh, so I'm above average on my exercise program. And it's not really a program. It's just what I do. But it, it doesn't consume my entire life. I'm talking about people who that's, that's it. It consumes their entire life. They're, they're like the muscle version of the social justice warrior. That's all they could talk about. That's all they could think about. But like I said, that goes for both. Uh, the divorcinator. And this one kind of goes for both too. But it seems like men, at least as far as I know, tend to rack up more marriages than women. And if you've got somebody who's on their fifth divorce, 
uh, they're a divorcinator, male or female, but it uh, seems more of a of a guy thing. Um, why are you going to be any different from all the other ones? And besides the fact that they picked all the other ones, so if they pick you, then you're probably like all the other ones. So, you know, if you're just looking for a couple nights of fun and a little sexy time, then that might work out just fine. But um, if you want a relationship... I don't know why, but if you want a relationship because you're crazy or needy or codependent or something like that, the divorcinator is probably not a good choice. Uh, now, you know, after the three texts of emojis, if you're on Tinder, which is reverted to basically cuneiform and pictographs, or uh, the conversations, if you're on one of the other ones and you actually talk to the person on the phone, there's going to have to be some kind of a date. And in comes, yay, social distancing. We're all supposed to socially distance. So I think that makes these things a lot easier. And I'll give you a, a for instance or an example. You know, used to, you know, I had to date, you'd meet at a bar. Or at least that's what I'd do. I'd meet at a bar. And you're sitting there in the bar. And I'd usually get there a little bit early because I'd go to a bar where I knew the people, or maybe a buddy of mine owned it, or whatever, or I was friends with the bartender, or whatever. So I'd have somebody to talk to, get there a little bit early, and uh, so that, you know, if it walked in and it was scurry, I could get up and leave. But, um, and I would I would recommend bars for uh, meeting a, a blind date for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's a, it's a public place. So your odds of getting serial murdered, especially now that there's equal opportunity uh, uh, for serial murderers, there's women serial murderers too, uh, go down a lot. Um, not saying no one's ever been serial murdered walking out of a bar, but it's probably less of a chance of that than just meeting them in a back alley between two hotels. That's based on a true story, by the way. Uh but yeah, I think meeting at a bar is probably the best way. But with social distancing, remember the pandemic? Yeah, that's still happening, even though the media has moved on because it's like so first half of 2020. Uh, you got to meet you meet somewhere casual, you know. You don't even have to actually really interact with somebody. Like a, I don't know, the parking garage at the prison downtown. Make sure you know where the exits are. You don't have to get out of your car. <laughs> I advise you leave before they even get there. But if you stay until they get there, get a good look at them, then accelerate quickly for the nearest exit, go home, block them on all forms of communication, including social media and your phone, get a new phone number, move to a new city, move to a new country, go off grid, take up a new hobby like heroin or meth, or both, get a dog, get another dog, get several dogs, and no, I'm not describing you, person I went out with a couple of years ago. Um, so, with all that, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Evil Lawyers Guide, on the web at www.evillawyersguide.com, and on Twitter at Evil Law Guide, and of course, 844 Evil Law. Get out there and find somebody to love. And have an evil day.